let's go. Season 2024, off the back of an incredibly successful 2023. Granted, we didn't get the chocolates, but other than Dylan, at the start of the year last year, no one was putting the Broncos as a grand final threat. You know, so without further ado, let's get a 2023 season review out of the way and done with for our first episode back. Dylan, mate, what are your thoughts on, before we get stuck into everything, and obviously the grand final will be the last part we review about 2023, what are your thoughts on the regular season and how the Broncos went last year? Um, I think that uh, they really exceeded everyone's expectations. Um, I've seen many people had them not even making the eight or just making the eight. And um, we... You had them making the grand final. Well, actually, you had them winning the grand final, but they made it at least. And I had them finishing in the eight. Yeah, so um, I didn't realise that I made them predictions, but I'm glad I stuck yeah. with them. And yeah. Um, yeah, very much the same for this year, I reckon. I reckon um, it, as... You know, obviously Broncos podcast right now, guys. You know, real talk, Broncos got our Broncos bias goggles on for this whole season in this podcast. You know what? We're going to win it. You know, we've been there. We've been there now. We've got the loss, like off. You know, we've got that monkey off our backs for like a bit of time. We know what it will take to 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 beat Penrith and or any other club at the grand final. So you know what? It's ours to lose. It's not Penrith's to lose. It's the Broncos um, to lose. And you know what? Leading into this season, anyone who's listening, it has a better vibe and a better aura than even last season did. I don't know if that's just me and my Broncos goggles, but Dylan, what do you think about the vibe leading into this season? Um, I think it's great. I think it's um, all the hype around Vegas is what's getting yeah. me excited. So yeah. and I love all the advertising and... Um, there's a video you've probably seen Russell Crowe explaining every single rule. Yeah. And I thought that was just brilliant. So good by the NRLs to do that. So I'm, I'm guessing they'll play that on the big screen prior to the match. Absolutely. And, um, well, well, actually, they've yeah. got the, the curtain raiser for those two NRL games is America versus Canada International Rugby League match. Oh, cool. Yeah, so like oh. the, American, the American Tomahawks against the Canadian, I'm not sure what they're team name is the international rugby league teams for both of those nations yeah. are the curtain raiser to the nrl games so maybe they'll have that on the big screen sort of thing while that game is going on yeah that'd be great i reckon it's rip and you know what's going to be even better seeing patty mills on the sideline in a broncos jersey yeah i think it'll be more than patty mills there. i think you'll find a few american sports stars there no, no, I know. I'm thinking anyway. Is a, is a Broncos tragic and has been since yeah. he was born. That's well, sort of... he was at the uh, Broncos Warriors game he last was. year, wasn't he? That's yeah. Exactly what, that's exactly what I'm saying. So it'll be great to see yeah. not only, you know, Russell Crowe celebrity in the US wearing South gear, you know, um, it'll also it, obviously be NFL stars there, you know, just wearing jerseys of teams they don't even know about. But there'll be actual like genuine, like Paddy Mills, NBA star and Russell Crowe, NRL star wearing jerseys of teams they actually follow in America. Like what's better than that other than random South fan? <laughs> That's great. I think, it, I think it's going to really put um, America, uh, not America, uh, the NRL on the world map, uh, rugby league in, in a whole, um, like I've been watching reaction videos. Um, yep. It's on YouTube. If you look up, up yeah. <laughs> 
Americans um reacting to like, uh, like street English reacting and, to NRL hits and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and um yeah, they they seem to be getting really excited for this game. Well, yeah, I think it's going to really put rugby league. I think it's going to really put rugby league on the world map. Absolutely, and you know for what? America, I anyway. I can't Same. wait, but obviously this isn't about Vegas. We'll, we will cover the Vegas game next week in next week episode, but obviously we've got to talk about the regular season last year. Obviously, we just gave a little bit of how we thought we went. What were the two best matches the Broncos played last year in the regular season? For me personally, against the Dolphins round four, because it was, you know... Literally Broncos against, as you like to say, little brothers. You know, definitely the 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 newcomers and water game. It went down to the wire, try for try. And that Tony Staggs try at the very end of the game sealed it for us. That's a standout game for me in 2023. No pun or rhyme intended. And probably the other one would be, even though it wasn't regular season, when we nilled the storm at home in a final. That was incredible. Yeah, um, all year for the uh, the storm, but. Um, I think a regular season, I got a really good feeling. Like I watched this game in Paris. I was in Paris and um, watched it at 11 o'clock in the morning. It was Broncos and Roosters at the Gabba. That's, yes. the, that's yep. the game where I thought, geez, we're actually, we're actually a chance here. Contenders, yeah. If we, if we go through and, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so and what, what Broncos versus Roosters. And what will be the second regular season um, game that you reckon was a cracker? Yeah, look. Yeah, the probably the game in um we played New Zealand in is it Napier, New Zealand? Yeah, yep, yep. Over we in played NZ, the Warriors yeah. in New Zealand anyway, and we played them all without our origin stars, and, I, and we come away with a win. So I thought that was, you know, the baby Broncos got the job done. I think that's the other one for me. Absolutely. You know what? I'd, I'd agree with that as a re- as the second regular season game. Obviously, finals game, obviously, standout for me would be the, the game against the Storm because we hadn't beat the Storm at home for quite a few bloody years. And to do it in a final and to do it keeping them to nil was just the cherry on the cake. You know, but it was just in- incredible. Um, who was your standout player last year of the season and why? Um... Uh, there's a few. You'll probably go if I'm just going to pick one. I'll probably go Reese Walsh because he, he he's the only player uh, player other than Billy Slater that I can see that just he creates something out of nothing and like yep. yeah, he's he's just crazy and I, I really hope that what worries me is his quick movement. Is oh, I just hope he doesn't do a serious injury to himself while he's yeah, young. Yeah, like a soft tissue injury <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. Well, an ACL and Achilles, like anything. You know? Yeah, fuck. Well, with his grip socks, you, they actually help with that sort of. They don't stop it from happening, but they help it. Yeah. Um, with Achilles and whatnot. So hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, for me, the standout player. I mean, can't go past him, Ezra Man. Obviously, what he did in yeah. the grand final and just throughout the season, what an absolute future superstar. And superstar of the Broncos, but future NRL superstar, absolutely. Um, obviously, unfortunately, bears the the title of only player to score a hat-trick in a grand final and lose, um, which stings. But you know what? He can say that I'm one of a few that have scored a hat-trick in a grand final, you know? Sort of thing, yeah. So, um, very disappointing end to the year. Given and he, how... and he did not just score a hat trick; he scored a hat trick within was it fifteen minutes, something like that. It was it was crazy as well. Um, before we crazy. get into the grand final, though, last bit before we get into that is disappointing player of the year. Who do you think 
had a lacklustre year at the Bronx <laughs> last year. That's a hard one to say. I don't think it was any it disappointing is. players. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to feel bad just naming anyone. Um, uh, who's yours? I don't, I, think have one. I don't have one, but if I had to really think, a player that not necessarily was overhyped or, you know, was hyped up to be the next best thing or anything like that, um, but just I think didn't have as good of impact as, as he could have throughout the year just because of, you know, the lack of opportunity from Kevy would be Jordan Pereira. Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, oh, one, in, one that I'll in, probably not say. Not because of his form, but just because he didn't get yeah. as much game time as I yeah, was hoping yeah. to see him play is more what I'm saying. I agree. He only played about two games or something. Yeah, and Three I years, he right. could have played a few more. So continue. What player yeah. came to your mind? Um, no, it's probably... I'm probably going to say Herbie, just because yeah. he he had a he had a really great 2022, and I just I just got a feeling he was a bit quiet um, last year. He yeah. did some really great things, including in the grand final, made yeah. a few crucial tackles in that grand final. But I just think he had a bit of a quiet year. So okay. um, yeah, yeah, you know he had a brilliant year, but a quiet year compared to 22. So yes, that's probably yes. mine. 2022 was his breakout standout year. 2023 yes. was his, like, right, I'll maintain the same momentum. And but... then he signed with the Dolphins as well. Yeah, then he signed with the Finns. <laughs> so, you know, good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of that, though, obviously, we've got to go through the gains and the losses for this year. Obviously, we've lost three somewhat key players in Kurt Capewell, Herbie, and, and Flex. Obviously, they're the main three. Obviously, we've lost other players, but they're the main three. What are your thoughts on that? And who do you think fills in those positions based on A, the trial we just saw the week before, like a week ago and, you know, coming into the season? Okay, my thoughts are with Flegler. Like, he, he's just turned himself into an enforcer. Yep. Um, right before, he, he come really good towards the end of the season. Fixed I was up his very last season at the start because, Same. as you were saying, he was a discipline yeah. case. He was getting suspended yes. and sin being left, right, and center. But last year, he turned that around. Which I'm kind of yeah in the, se- in the, the second now. yeah and I think that's the biggest loss of the year for us and um I think Corey Jensen will do a good job slotting into that position yeah I hope so um but yeah he's a big loss a big pick up for Dolphins and uh, I think Kurt Capewell um going to the Waz it, it's he's getting on in his career um he doesn't need to prove anything because he's already won a grand final um in, in his career as well at the Panthers but you know what. He's not the future of the Broncos because, as I said, he's getting on in age. But you know who is? Jordan Rickey and Keenan Palacia. You know, Jordan Rickey signed a five-year extension the week before Kurt Capewell signed with the Waz because, you know what, we've got Rickey. We've got actually a few others, but Rickey in particular had a great year last year, as in individually. And I think the Broncos hire us like, you know what, sign him. He can be one of our future enforcers and we'll, you know, we'll build the forward packs around him sort of thing and Payne. And you know what? I reckon Jordan Ricky will slot right in it like perfectly for starting every single week, not just from the bench in Kurt Capel's position. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Um, the only thing we've probably lost with Capel is experience. Yeah. But yeah. um yeah, uh Brandon Pakira, if I said yeah. it right. Um yeah, P- P- he's Pakira, gonna take... Piakura, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um you know who I mean. But um uh, yeah, he's gonna fill in. I'll Watched him play on the weekend. He, he smashed it in the trial. Yeah. However, and that, he's, he's got he's some in rib- doubt. However, he's in doubt for round one yeah. and two because he did a slight um, strain on his MCL. And it's going that Yeah, and uh, 
Kevy, Kevy did say he's not taking any risks. Risks. So um, no. it's only round one. So you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Every, every, honestly, up to about round three, every NRL club, even the Finns, even the Panthers. Have that because we're now we've got a 27 round season. Sure, we've got three buys, but up until about round three, you can play around with your combinations. It doesn't matter if you lose, as in by obviously it matters if you lose, but it doesn't matter if you lose by like 10 to 12 points in rounds one through to three because you can still fuck around, feel out those those hearts. Because the right. Knights, speaking of the Knights, real quick, they have a massive headache coming into the NRL season with their halves because. All four halves, as in Tyson Gamble, Jackson Hastings, um, buddy, um, I can't remember the other two, but they're also Jack Hogger and all them. They're going to be fighting it out because they had a ripper trial last weekend. They're going to go great guns again this weekend. It's only a matter of who's going to fill in, you know. So I reckon Adam O'Brien, this is real quick on the nights, um, he's going to play them obviously this weekend and then round come round one and round two and three, he's going to fuck around with the combinations a bit, I reckon. Just um, just on the nights, real quick. Yeah. Um, it was funny last year when I was over in Europe. I was in Europe for three weeks, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, I only watched the Broncos game over there um because you had to pay uh, like twenty four yeah. bucks a week or something, Fuck and um, that. so I only watched the Broncos play, and um, I didn't watch any other games. Didn't even watch. Didn't know anything apart from the results. And um, yeah. I come back, and all of a sudden, Kalen like Knights are hanging off the bottom of the ladder, and um. Pong is in his usual concussion thing. And yeah. I come back and Pong has been talked as the best player in the world. So yeah. what, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know about best player in the world. Yeah. He didn't get the golden boot, but he got an undeserved yeah. LEM. Um, and I will yeah. say that with my whole chest. Um, Sean Johnson definitely Agreed. deserved it. Um, yeah. Um, but we'll save that for another podcast um, later on. But yeah, obviously, unfortunately, we've got to talk about the grand final last year. Um, Stings, still stings. I haven't watched it yet, but you were brave enough to rewatch it recently. Um, yeah. What do you think it all went wrong? Uh, um, where it all went wrong? Um, well, I did say attitude earlier. That yeah. that is one factor. But I think, um, like you can put it down to little moments, and um, you can't say this player, you know, should have tackled that player because. It's just little moments that we just didn't get right. And, yeah, um, yeah I think that if Jerome Lua, the, the moment where it went wrong is Jerome Lua had left the field, which gave Cleary a license to do what he wants. And that's, yep. yeah, that's, a, that's dangerous. he moved to 5'8", and um, I'm pretty convinced that he's a better 5'8 than he's a halfback. Okay. That's that's interesting. Um, Based off the grand final. No, that's fair. I don't know if he's a better 5'8". Um then he is a halfback, but he's a fucking dangerous half, regardless of either position. Oh, um, definitely. But, you know, that's neither here nor there because it's not a Panthers podcast because I was about to ask, you know, okay, then where do you think who in their right mind, you know, if he goes to 5-8 next year after Luai fucks off, who fills in at, at halfback instead? Well, yeah, your guess is as good as mine. So, No, that's fair. Um yeah, I personally think it was very reminiscent of 2015. Not in the sense of, because obviously we had a massive lead against the Panthers compared to the 2015 grand final, but in the sense of we just started playing defensively too freaking early instead of keeping on the attack. 
I think we should have started, we should have kept playing attacking footy until probably the 73rd, 74th minute rather than dropping back after that third Ezra Mam try sort of thing, you know? Well, I said the other day to a mate of mine, I said that um, I think if we didn't score that third Ezra try, we probably would have held on and won because when we scored that third try, we thought, geez, we've won this. And mm. we just put the cue in the rack and as you said, we went to defensive footy and I think if yep. we didn't score that third try, there was still 10 points in it. And I thought we would have just hang, held on a bit longer and yeah. maybe got across the line. Not 100%, but I think so. Obviously, it, it, it's it's all you know speculation now, of course. But yeah, I agree yeah. with that statement as well. Obviously, 2024 is among us. It is upon us. It is honestly so close. I can taste it. Before we get stuck into, you know, Broncos stuff, um, the All-Stars game last Friday. What are your thoughts on how it went? Um, Indigenous taking out both the men's and women's up in Townsville. Yeah, well, I didn't really watch the um, the women's, but I watched the uh, the men's game and I thought, considering how wet it was, I thought it was a pretty good quality game. Yeah. Um, start of the year, you know, it's, it's warm up in Townsville and yeah, there's um, it's nothing better when two two cultures who, you know, embracing their culture together. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Like the passion on both sides, you know, especially in the war cry and the dance and all that sort of stuff was, and it was epitomized with Josh Curran, former teammate of Jazz Tavanga, when after both of them did their, you know, respective war dances, war cries, etc., um, they literally were headbutting each other. And then after nothing but love, you know, sort of thing. It just, it just absolute testament to the, the culture differences the you know the respect of each other's cultures the respect for the game it's just it, it's got me goosebumpy and i'm and i'm of neither heritage which is you know it, if, if it does that to me i can only imagine what it does to someone such as self proud indigenous man or or proud moldy or you know sort of yeah. thing I mean, yeah well you to see that sort of game happen especially when I, the indigenous get the win well it, yeah it gives me goose goosebumps and Brings a tear to the eye, really, when you just see the passion. And I, I actually experienced it firsthand last year in the All Stag World Cup over in Ireland. We played New Zealand. Mm-hmm. We did our walk cry, and then we stood did they do together. A haka? They did the haka right in front of us, and it was one of the best things I've ever witnessed in my life. I'm getting goosebumps just hearing that, bro. That would have been incredible. Did you yeah. Did you get the win over New Zealand? Uh, no, it was it was a wet game, and um. Yeah, we're both sloppy, and I think they just got over us. But I was happy, I was, you know. We'd... <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like your um, all stars for lack of a better term for Oztag. Yeah, it was. It was, it was. New Zealand because they're, they're extremely passionate about their culture, and we're extremely passionate about ours. So you put it in two together and put it on a footy field is nothing better. Oh, mate, absolutely. <laughs> Obviously, that brings into twenty twenty four trial week one recap. Um, mate, I was a bit worried at halftime because, you know, it was a pretty buddy close. Granted, we had most of our stars out there for the first half. Reynolds was only supposed to play 20, but he played the whole half, you know, that sort of thing. And we were, you know, four points in the game, sort of as in the four points, but in on the scoreline. But then obviously blew them out of the park second half with 90% of our stars off the field at this point. It was baby Broncos and they... Demolished the the baby cowboys. What are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I, I sort of like 
I had two TVs in front of me. One had the UFC on and one had the um, the NRL on. But I watched yep. most of the NRL and, yeah, I thought I thought we could have done better. But um, there's some pretty promising signs for this year, especially um, I'm really excited to see the Walsh-Cobbo combination on the oh, left edge. That was <laughs> silky. Yeah. You know what another great combo was in the in the trial last week? Um, uh, the the Reese Walsh Tristan Sailor combo. Yes. That was silky as well. That was, oh, you know. Yeah, it I was, think he's going to have a big year too, Tristan Sailor. I reckon. You know, he, he, after that game, even Gabby said there may be a spot for him in the seventeen this year. Yeah. So I, I think that, it would be great. Um, that would mean uh, no Tyson Smoothie. No, it wouldn't. We could have Smoothie in there. You could have two backs and two forwards. Two backs. Yeah. Two backs, two forwards okay. sort of thing, I reckon. I, you can at least trial it for the first few weeks and see how it goes, you know? Because as, yeah. as I said, first three rounds, nothing mentioned, nothing gained really in the like the scheme of a 24-week season sort of thing. Um well, 27 rounds, but 24 played for our, for our Broncos. Obviously, week two trials coming up. The Broncos have jetted their way over to the US at the moment. So we've got an absolute baby Broncos taking on a baby Mongli. And obviously, I will go through the starting lineups and, you know, people can think. Obviously, we have people can think what they want. Speaking of, obviously, Jordan Pereira, he's in the starting lineup. So for the Bronx, we've got at fullback Credence Poya. At the wings, we've got Sioni Hopawade and Jordan Pereira. In the centers, we've got Captain Deloise Hoyter and Ethan Kai Ward. In the halves, we've got Kurt Falls and Josh Rogers. In the forward pack, we've got the props of Bailey Butler and Benjamin Takura. He was a fucking good player last week. Um, at the hooker, we've got Blake Moser. In the second row, we've got Jaden Hunt and Ethan O'Neill locking it up with Rory Ferguson. The interchange, we've got Joseph Tamane, Joshua Stuckey, Cooper Page-Wilson, and Joshua Watson with the reserves, Kalolo Saitawa, I hope I said that right, and Corey Pakes. Obviously, there's different rules when it comes to trials. It's unlimited interchange. Um, so, you know, they'll definitely be rotating these players quite a lot throughout the game, you know, five minutes on, 10 minutes on sort of thing, get some, you know, get, get, get a rub down on your legs, go back on sort of thing. You know, it'll be, it'll be revolving door, basically. Um, going up against Mongley, who have Bailey Hodgson at fullback on the wings, Max Lehman and Watson Halita. Centers, you got Cameron Brown and Clayton Fowlalo. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Um, in the halves, we've got Jamie Humphreys and Brandon Wakeham, obviously because though um, Luke Brooks has gone over to the US. In the forwards, we've got Toro Fofoa Sipley, who somehow manages to play this week after a shocking um, pressure tackle on Dominic Young last week. Um, pairing him in the props with Itasi James. The hooker is Gordon Chan Kumtong. Um in the second rows, we've got Brad Parker, Ben Condon, and locking it up, Dean Madison, uh, nephew of the great Harry Madison. Um, then we've got interchange, Kobe, Kobe Ruggles, Austin Diaz, Jacob Sykes, James Uselli. In the reserves, we've got Caleb Navale and Tyler Bunting. Now, this game is at Four Pines Park. What are your thoughts on how the baby Bronx are going to go against uh, um, baby Mongley? Oh, it's, I don't really have any expectations. I'm not sure how it'll go, but it's going to be good to watch the up-and-coming baby Broncos. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are some mainstays of the Bronx in there with, you know, we've got Corey Pakes, we've got um, Delroy's Hoyter, you know, players who are on the cusp, you know, getting four or five games a season. Um, this is their time to shine, I reckon. And you know what? I reckon the Bronx get the win comfortably against Manly in this game. I I, I don't know if I'm like the exact score one, but I'm going to say 13 plus to the Bronx for that game. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'll agree. 13 plus Broncos. And our last topics. First of all, what is the realistic pass mark for the Broncos this season? I reckon it's got to win the grand final, right? Because otherwise, you literally lost. Like, if, if you don't make the grand final and if they don't win it, they haven't done better than last year. Yeah, it's been the grand final. Um, we, I was so close last year. So, yeah, we've, we've, we, I think they owe. They owe it, sort of owe it to the fans after last year. So I think yep. winning the grand final is a plus one. I think that, and also maybe getting the minor premiership as well would also classify as in getting the minor premiership and making the grand final. Granted, it'll sting if we lose it, but at least we would have done that one, gone that one better as well and actually finished first on the ladder. But obviously getting the grand final win over the minor premiership is also um, uh, paramount. That about wraps it up. We do have a last segment and that's your predictions um just quickly open up the messages because you sent me the message just one just one last thing um yeah i, I meant to put it on this podcast but yes. how do you think like all four teams that head into vegas do you think they're disadvantaged their season is disadvantaged from them starting in a different country like so far away no because there's an 11 day turnaround for jet the Broncos. Lag, jet lag and all that no the broncos play south round two and they're both going to be as jet lagged as each other. They've got an eleven day yeah. turnaround, um, so I I don't think so because uh, they're playing each other. However, the other club as the other clubs, uh, sorry, um, I'll just go to the draw. I can't remember which one of them, but uh, the NRL one one second bear with me. That's a Premiership round two though. Um, Roosters play Manly on the Sunday, so they've got. A big advantage because Broncos play the Rabbitohs on the Thursday of round two. The Roosters yeah. and Manly don't they play each other because they obviously played in Vegas as well, but they don't play until Sunday. So they've got a little bit of extra rest, but they're also playing against each other. So they have the same amount of rest as each other, as do the Broncos and Rabbitohs when they play each yeah, other. Yeah, and I, I heard that um I think we're getting them straight on the plane back home as soon as the game's finished, is what I heard. It, it wouldn't surprise me unless they win, then maybe go out for a, for a bit of a celebration for an hour or two and then fuck a off bit, back home. A bit of a celebration. A bit. Mm-hmm. When I say a bit because, <laughs> um, yeah, I say a bit because the Broncos will want to come back to Australia and get back into the Australian time zones and have the jet yeah. lag not affect them as much um, because at least the Broncos can fly straight home, whereas it's a home game for the Broncos round two, so South will have to fly up to Queensland. So, Yeah. So do you think we'll, South we'll go see. back to Sydney or do you think South go directly to Brisbane and just set up well, for a week there? Bro, from what from my knowledge, um, Broncos are still here. South's jetted off yesterday, I'm pretty sure, or the, the day before. So they're mm-hmm. gonna have a bit more time to sort of get South and Rooster did South and Roosters did jet off yesterday. Yeah, and uh, Roosters, from what I've been told, are in a private jet straight to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Where the Rabbitohs have gone yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Have gone um, business so, they've got their own seats. Yeah. Um. So, uh, well, time will tell. Yeah, 
I agree, but no, what I'm saying is on the way back, do you think South would be smarter to just go straight to Brisbane rather than Sydney International Airport and set up camp, or would it be uh, more, more better for them to go to Sydney and then fly up to Brisbane like two days before the Bronx game? Uh, it all depends. I mean, I think because once they get home, they're going to have probably two weeks, close to, I don't know, 10 days off. 11 days, whatever it is. And, um, about that. Well, if, if you're counting... Oh, the, I don't see. It's only an hour flight between... And Yeah, but they're also yeah. going to come back to a different time zone. They're going to, they're going to be losing a day yeah. when they're flying back. So they'll only have about nine days when they get back to Australia. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, yeah, I'm not sure. If I, to... Yeah. If I was the Rabbitohs, I'd probably be going straight back to Brisbane. I'd be doing... If... I'd be doing that too. Granted, they wouldn't have seen their families for like two or three weeks, but you know what? Most of those players have got through but, COVID. Yeah, and also, I'm not sure how what the te- the climate's like over in Vegas, but they're coming back to Queensland earlier in the year when it's going to be warm still. So that's another thing to get used to. Exactly. I definitely agree. Yeah. Obviously, we'll cover the round one and round two matches uh, respectively in the those weeks for the episodes. Um, but final topic, obviously predictions. Obviously, you want to go with the bold predictions of who gets um, Dalian Premiership, runners-up, Origin winner, Wally Lewis medal, top try scorer, and top, pardon me, point scorer. Go. Okay, so um, Dalian, I'll go Payne Huss. Okay, first time I probably would have got it in a while, okay. Yeah, um, what was the next one? Runners-up, Premiers? No, nah, no, nah, Premiers. I think it's going to... Uh, okay, so this answers both the questions. I'm just going to go. The grand final is going to be Panthers and Broncos again. Broncos mm-hmm. will win. So runners okay. up will be Penrith. Yep, Origin winners obviously Queensland because we get it. <laughs> yeah, thing I think we could probably do it three 0 this year. Who knows? You know what? Fuck, that'd be great. That would be great. It would be. Yeah. If Queensland win, obviously. Um, uh, Paddy Carrigan. If the Blues win, who go? Who gets it? Um. Probably Cleary for sure. I'd say yeah. they're only uh, going to win if he gets it. Yeah, top try scorer. Do you reckon of the season? Alex Johnston for Rabbitohs. Oh, I was going to say if I'm going to make any guess yeah. of any of these, I'd say Johnston, and I reckon he breaks that yeah. record this year. Um, top point Definitely. scorer. Uh, Val Holmes. I reckon Renault. But no, that'd be good. His goals and also tries, but also last year Jermaine Azarko was the top point scorer of the year. Yeah, yeah, so, I think Val Holmes. Val Holmes, that's fair. I, I'm not. Yeah, I reckon top try scorer will definitely be Johnston. It'd be hard yes. not to. Maybe Dallin or Tenders Lesnak if he goes in with the same form as he did last year. Maybe he could be the top try scorer. Um, but yeah, top point scorer I reckon will be Adam Reynolds. Well, let's so. just let's just. Well, I mean, from a Rabbitohs point of view, let's just hope. Uh, widens a passer and not a runner. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's playing on the left left edge or the right edge, but Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be very yeah. interesting actually. Um is there any final words or things that you want to say? Yeah, probably bold prediction. I'll probably go um Billy Walters not to miss a single game in twenty twenty four. That's a very bold prediction. Okay. Now that's assuming that there's finals as well and all that. Finals I don't think um I'm assuming he won't get picked for Queensland this year, so I'm assuming he'll play every single game. Okay. My bold prediction Playing will be... finals. Okay. My bold prediction will be Sam Walker gets called up to the Queensland squad. Okay. I won't, I'm not saying he'll play in origin, but he'll get added to the squad, I reckon. Okay. Yeah. 
because I agree with that one. Because the only reason I think this is DCE is on his way out of the NRL over the next few years, and so is Ben Hunt. And realistically, any potential for our halves. So I reckon Sam Walker, he's doing well, um, and he he can and is eligible for Queensland. I reckon they'll put him. Well, in I actually the think this, this is. Year. I actually think this is DCE's last Origin um, series. You know I, I'd agree. He'll, with now, that. he'll announce retirement. From from rep footy, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And I reckon. I think game yeah. three, game three will most likely be a decider in Brisbane, and I think that'll be his final game. Yeah, I agree with that. And you know what? Yeah. That's even better if they bring Sam Walker into the squad for this yeah. year. Don't play him, but that way he can you know watch be part of the squad for next year's Origin series. Yeah, and um, yeah, standout players for the year. Um, I did. There's a preseason thing I did post a few weeks ago, and um, I'll probably go Luke Brooks and Brendan Fikira. Okay, you reckon Brooks is going to have a standout season for Manly? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we're going to find out if it was Brooksy at the Tigers or if it was Brooksy in general that made the Tigers (laughs) shit. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was Brooksy at the Tigers. I think playing under a wall class half back. Well, I mean, look at look at uh, um, the Tigers. In granted, it was a trial, but look at how they did against the Wars with an RTS in their side. Yes, trial, and, trial and, the, and, the, and the half they had was Aiden Caesar, who spent five years over in the UK. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. I, I think, think I think Brooks will have a big year. They'll play finals, I think. So that'll be I'd, his first ever finals appearance. Okay. I'm willing to put. Um, not money on it, but I'm willing to put my bold prediction as Manly to miss the finals, uh, not not get the spoon, but to miss the finals, and Brooks to have a very lackluster year. Okay. So that's my bold prediction. Your bold prediction last year almost came true. Your prediction was Broncos to make and win the grand final, um, oh. which is like ludicrous given that was like this time last year, and they ended up making the grand final. So, you know what? Maybe yeah. Nostradamus and yours will come to fruition, but we'll find out at the end of the year. Yeah, well, that's right. Let's, let's hope we get we get the job done. Get some redemption. Fingers crossed. You know what? I'll be so I will be so mad if the Broncos make and lose the grand final this year. Like I won't be. You know, it won't hurt. I will be yeah. angry. I'll be angry. Yeah, I'd be more angry if we don't make the grand final. And then if we make the grand final, lose the grand final. No, I, I, no I'll be more angry if we make it and lose. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be harder to make, take. If we make it and lose to Penrith. If it's against any other club, I'd be like, okay, that club, you know, we have we hadn't got their measure, you know, whereas Penrith, everyone kept an eye on them for the last few years. But yeah, if the Broncos make the grand final and lose it again... Oh my god, that'll just bring back 0203 memories from me as an AFL fan. Yeah, we made two grand finals in a row and lost two grand finals in a row. Well, that's um funny. Said 0203, well. 0203. Okay, the early thousands was the um roosters. Was the times where no roosters fan wants to be a part of. And yeah, I'll, I'll let's let's hope we're not going down that path. Yeah, well, speaking of 0203, as I just mentioned, Collingwood made the grand final two years in a row against the same team and lost both of those grand finals. So it'd literally be like yeah. for me, but with the NRL, it'd be the Broncos making two grand finals in a row and losing to the same team twice. If that happens, I yes. will fucking rage. <laughs> well, that's just like in 2016 when we got beat by Cowboys in the grand final and then 2016 
You mean 2015 and then semi. into 2017? And then Sorry. we lost to him in the semi. Yes. yes. That's, that's what I meant. Yeah. And then we uh, lost to him in the finals and extra time. So yep. yep. That's just rubbing it in. Yeah. It really fucking is. But yeah. you know what? They didn't win the grand final that following year. So fuck them. Uh, yes. Um, I, um, I do have some viewers' questions. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. Go ahead. Yep. Um, so Scott. Scott Jackson says, make sure to play the full 80. Um, yeah. <laughs> Roe Bin says, Ro, Ro Bin says, who is lo- most likely to replace Tommy Flegler? Ooh. Well, yeah, I reckon Corey Jensen. Yeah, I agree there. Well, Fletcher reckon... Baker, probably. Yeah, nah. I reckon Fletcher Baker from the bench, yeah. but um, Corey yeah. Jensen starting. Yeah, he deserves it. Absolutely. Uh, oh, Ollie Fitzpatrick, how can Tristan Saylor fit in the 17? And you pretty much answered that before. Yeah, well, we said that earlier. I reckon two backs and two yeah. forwards. Yeah. And there's one more from Jesse Carr. Um, who are the top three try scores for the season? And why is Cobo not on the wing? And why is and why is Cobo not on the wing? Okay, so the top three try scorers for the Broncos this year, I reckon, um, again, this is just bold predictions. I reckon... We go Reese Walsh, Adam Reynolds. I know that's that's a ballsy one. Um, Stags um, for that. And why is Cobo not on the wing? Or why won't he be on the wing? Because he's playing centre. Well, yeah, I, I reckon if he's not centre, he'll be on the wing. And yep. vice versa. Like, he can fill in in both positions if needed. Like, I reckon we'll see him play both positions, starting both positions, like, throughout the year. What are, you, what are your predictions for the top three try scorers for the Bronx this year? Um, I'll go Corey Oates. Okay. Corey Oates, um, Staggs, and Ezra, Ezra Mam. Yeah, fair. Yeah, Ezra Mam. Fair. And, um, yeah, why do you think... Um, pardon me. Cobo plays where he's playing this year. Oh, just Kevy wants him there. Yeah, you know, there's there's a there's Kevy sees something that we don't. Exactly, and... there's a method to his madness. In Kevy, we trust right now. Kevy, we trust. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, that about wraps up the new season episode. Next week we will be reviewing this weekend's trial, and of course. The Broncos round one against Manly, not Manly, fuck, Sydney Roosters. I wish it was against Manly. It should be against Manly, but it's not. Against the Roosters over in Vegas. Um, Viva Las Vegas, Sin City, and all that jazz. Um, yeah, so this episode is currently being recorded at time of recording Wednesday afternoon. Um, that's for anyone who's listening of maybe the team lists have changed by the time this episode is up. But yeah, guys, um, yeah. Thank you for tuning in and listening and let's go Broncos.